Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. Get in! Mo, sorry boys, yeah. Sorry well, 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 get, uh... Mo Salah, you fucking dancer, get the fuck in there, Reds. Liverpool 4, United 2. It got very, very squeaky bum town towards the end there, but Salah um, sorted it. I'm joined by uh, Joe Peterson and uh, Tim Farver for a little chat about that game. Um, Jay, what are your initial thoughts on on that very, very fucking crucial three points there? Relief. Um, I thought we'd had it wrapped up, um, but then when we started missing chances, I was like, oh, fucking hell, here we go again. Typical Liverpool, there we go, start missing chances and it comes back to bite us in the arse. But we hung on in. Um, you know, when you look back and you're hanging in on results like that, it's really, really good. The tension was there for the last 70 hours of that football match because that's how long it fucking felt. But at the end of the day, we got the three points that none of us thought we'd get. I wasn't thinking that we were going to get three points this morning. I was just like, yeah, it's going to be a draw, done, whatever. There we go. But fuck me, what, what a game of footy that was um, to, to get the three points. But yeah, please, it's still in our hands. That's the most important thing. Yeah, and Tim, we were, me and you were on the team news show and we were both like, yeah, score, draw. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it was everything but like from the <clears throat> from the first fucking what, they scored in 10 minutes, like an OG, Nat Phillips, and you're just like, fuck it now. Could it go any worse as, as, a, as a starting platform? But... We got back in it to one before half time with Hotter with a little flick and then the the goal from Firmino just before half time just set us up perfectly, didn't it, for the second half? Yeah, I mean two two absolutely crucial goals just when you thought, you know, when, when an own goal, you know, goes in like that. And I don't know how they've given that to Fernandez, but Yeah. Um, and that and that as well, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, you know, and you think, oh my god, we're just gonna get fucking battered today, aren't we? Like it's gonna be one of those games we're just gonna have to, you know, turn the telly off at half time or probably three 0 So yeah, it, it it looked like 
may I, dare I say it, the return of the is it the mentality monsters? It looked like it looked <laughs> it looked like a bit of a return of that. It looked like we discovered how to play football again for for a good kind of sixty minutes. The um, yeah, I, what a turnaround! You know, just when you when you drop your heads as fans because of the way the season's gone, and every time we seemingly have have conceded, everyone drops their heads, and we kind of like go, "Oh, well, that's the game," you know, which is obviously completely different to how it was last year. And you know, just a, just a reaction like that, and all of a sudden, you know, just absolutely all o- all over them, all over them. Yeah, and Jay, I wanna I wanna get your initial thoughts on. Um, the, the penal that was given and then wasn't given. What what are your initial thoughts on that? Oh, do you know what, mate? It's just the fucking typical bollocks. I mean, I didn't think it was a penalty when it first happened. I thought it was a clattering. Um, I, I don't think you, you, you're going to give it in those circumstances. If anything, you know, you, you, it's six one half a dozen the other. Not the tackle. I mean, like people's opinions on it. A lot of people would say it was a pen. A lot of people say it wasn't, but. <sighs> When I first saw it in real time, I was like, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a pen. But then afterwards, you're sort of thinking, does he win the ball and all that? But it, it's, it, I more want to focus on the fact that we went a goal down. The fact that we went a goal down is just, it's it, it, it reminds me of the time we went a goal down with the, the, the saying of match at Old Trafford and the mentality that we, we had to come back from that. Um, and that's what I think is, is really important today. Um, forgetting about VAR decisions and all that sort of stuff is the fact that Liverpool went a goal down in a game where we needed to win, heads could have gone down and it didn't it didn't go down and we fucking came back from that, that game of footy, that 1-0 down and we ended up winning the fucking game. Albeit there was a lot of tension towards the end, but it's that's what I loved about it is the fact that when we were 1-0 down, I just thought, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again. But we, we even the response from the goal before we scored was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, and Jigs just summed it up there, like fantastic response to going all down. And <clears throat> fucking hell, I feel like I've gone the match my throat. The fuck's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, with with, with the penalty, uh, like it's in real time for me, it's a pen. But like today's footy, it, you can see it, can't you? you can see yeah, why it's, it's not it's, been given. And it's one of them, and it like if it was like ten years ago, you're like, yeah, definitely not, a, not definitely not a penalty. But like. In today's footy, I don't see how he's overturned. Obviously, he's looked at it in slow mo and whatever, but I still think he's won the ball. But I still think he's took Nat Phillips out, and it should be. Yeah, a it's the follow through, isn't it? It's the, the follow through. Yeah. Well, I, I would. Pro- sorry, I'm just going to finish on that. I think I just didn't expect it. You know, what I mean, with VAR decisions that have gone gone this season, some of them you watch and you go. Right, based on what's happened previously, like you just said, Mick, I expect that to be a penalty. When that first happened, I immediately went, penalty. And then I was yeah. thinking about it, thinking, mm, I'm not confident. And then when he fucking ran over to the screen, I was like, yeah, it's not being given. Sorry, Tim. Well, the one thing I was going to say, and the, and the one thing why I think it was a penalty, because for me, he gets the ball, and it, if he follows through and, and catches Nat Phillips' foot and then clatters into him, then it's fine. But for me, because Baye's leg was halfway up his shin, that's for me, because it is, his foot was high, that's the reason I would have given a penalty, no, for no other reason, because he makes contact with his shin after he clears the ball, so his studs were showing. That outside, outside of that, for me, it's not a pen. I, you know, I, I, as soon as I as soon as they went to review, I thought they're not giving it. There's no way they're giving it. Not not mm. against Man United, not at Old Trafford. You're talking about what things that have happened behind, things that have happened in the past year, and, and for the majority of football teams, that would have gone against the Man United Old Trafford. You're not fucking getting that. I'm sorry. So, 
Can yeah. we talk about your own goal? <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely an own goal. It's not a fucking Fernandez goal, lad, is it? But um, he gets an assist for the for the first goal, and then the ball by Trent for the second goal. By the way, for that for that header for Bobby. Oh, we just got. Are we just going to skip over Jota's fucking sexy fucking? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's a great finish, but I'm just uh, that that ball by Trent oh, is just like. It's basically like there you go, score a goal. I've have that on me, but at first I thought it was Reese Williams. You know, I was like, "Is Reese Williams just scored a goal?" But it, no, it was Bobby. <laughs> and then Bobby gets a second after like two minutes of the first, second half, and then we text the Macko and oh, Bobby Atrick's on for the first time in seventy two years. <laughs> Doesn't happen, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it's when Rashford gets that to make it three two with with what twenty. 20 odd minutes left we're all fucking shitting our pants aren't we yeah absolutely I think um, because we all thought that it was the Liverpool that we've seen over the last few months it's right they're getting closer and we're just, the third was you know it is inevitable as, as you like and we're all on Twitter going see what other opinions were going oh, fuck, I'm fucking up and fuck blah, blah, blah. just because well, that's what we're used to aren't we but it was really really great to see the fact that that, that shit just, just didn't happen do you know what I mean? It was just great to see. And it was great to see that we, we put up a good defensive uh, fight. Nat Phillips was fucking phenomenal again. Apart from, obviously, the, um, the the own goal. I thought he was brilliant. I thought in terms of he was just smashing every header out of everyone. There was, a, there was a time when the ball, when the camera came over and the ball was coming back. I think it was for Wan-Bissaka. It was coming across. And um, Reese Williams had sort of let it bounce. Uh, just on the the edge of our half, and then just Nat Phillips came out of nowhere and just smashed it with his end. The ball fucking went another fifty yards that way, and I was just like, "That's what we want to see from Big Nat Phillips." So yeah, I just thought it was the whole thing about it was brilliant. But like I said, that last twenty minutes was was fucking horrendous. It was one of the longest twenty minutes we've had all season. And then you know, I think we were. I always felt we were going to get them on the counter attack at least for a chance. Um, and I always felt that was going to happen, and it did. And Mo uh, being Mo, just fucking. Does what he does best in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net, and you know some people don't put him in the team in the season, but that's another fucking podcast. <sighs> that's another podcast altogether. Fucking hell! <clears throat> Sorry, boys, my throat is completely. I don't know if it was the open. I don't know how Robbo does it on the wrap every week, but my throat's just gone with that opening. Get in because you've been because you've been sucking Tiago off again. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's I was. was. During, that, during yeah. that game, fucking hell, he was. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what, let's go. I tell you what, while we're talking about it, should we go to um, Tiago Cam? Are we? Right, go. Tiago Cam is live. Tiago, yeah, boss, passing for fun into the spaces, nice and easy, getting his foot onto every every ball that was near him. He was he was in there like a shot, and he was fucking he was boss today as well. But um, yeah, Mo gets that goal, and then you kind of like yeah. Game sorted. Then I was like, then I was thinking, like, who, who would be man on man of the match be? And I think it was for me. I think it was Trent. I think like Gary Neville and <clears throat> Carragher spoke about it. Like that ball into the box of the second one, and he was just he was cutting everything out. But the, the balls into like I think before they scored the first one, there was a great chance for Firmino where he played the through and Firmino yeah. just fucking kind of tried to pass it back, and then we were claiming for a pen, and it was like it was never a pen, but. It's just those those in, like incisive balls into the uh, final third. He was just, <clears throat> I think he was he was boss today. He was he was our best player today. I think. Yeah, Tim, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would I would second that. To be honest with you, I think that 
um, he he was the difference in the game. I think that the majority of our attacking kind of you know play came through him. It was it was balls over the top. It was you know he put, I think he played just about every single ball ball you could imagine forward swinging a perfect cross for the second goal. You know was he was just sublime. And and the 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 thing that put it all together with me and Tiago Camp back on. <laughs> Go on, Tim, sorry. That's no, right. Um, well, the thing f- for me was that Martin Tyler called them out over the, after the first kind of fifteen minutes, saying that they were getting in down that side, and I don't think they did once. I did honestly. I thought he was fantastic defensively against Rashford today. I know he, yeah. I know Rashford scored, but it was coming in. To, both their goals mm. came through the middle, didn't it? Really, and and down yeah. Robertson's side, I thought Trent was superb at the back today. He was, you know, really really tough in the challenge. He kept everyone in front of him. He didn't really get blown by. So, you know, and then he was picking the ball up and, and spreading the ball and, and setting us off on counter-attack. So for me, it was, you know, he was, everyone played superbly tonight, but Trent was a stand-up. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of resounding, isn't it? Like you said, Jay, I think Nat Phillips was also another, apart, I've <laughs> never known someone to score an OG, but also be a contender for my other match. But he was like, <laughs> he was heading fucking, he was, it wouldn't surprise me if he went outside and just started heading fucking lamppost and that. Like after that game, it's like yeah, just practice him for next game. Just he was just <laughs> he needs to be in, in and around the squad next year, doesn't he? Like because he's 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 earned it, hasn't he? After the after he stepped up to the plate this year. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. You, you you look at the beginning of the season. You, there's no way you'd think he'd be anywhere near um, this squad in terms of playing as regular as he has been. So it's a pinch me now season for him and fair play to him in terms of his journey and stuff like that the uh, uh the lad so i would definitely keep him on I, I wouldn't be selling him i wouldn't be loaning him out everywhere i'd definitely be keeping him around the squad because he also gives you that reassurance now so fast forward to next season when we are playing um in the league cup and we will be playing sort of a week inside you put phillips in there he's got all this wealth of experience now playing so many games in the premier league and, and big games in the champions league that will relax us a little bit so if we haven't played this yeah. season and he plays next season in the League Cup, people are like, oh, or in the FA Cup, like, oh, or if we're desperate for centre-half in the, you know, heaven forbid we're not. But that, that that's that relax, relaxation now that he's got because he's got that experience. And if Nat Phillips plays a game next season with Virgil van Dijk, like, okay, yeah, I'm I, I'm good with that. So yeah, he definitely, he definitely stays for me. He's, he's earned his stripes and he's earned, he's earned that opportunity to stay in, the, in Jurgen Klopp's side. Yeah. yeah, and Tim, would you agree that you yourself deserve to stick stick around and, and, and stay at the club? I'd say so. I don't think Peter Crouch could win a header with Van Dyke and Nat Phillips on the pitch, to be honest with you, mate. So, True. Um, yeah, I, he's just one of those guys that's, you know, he's he's not technically gifted like a Van Dyke or anything of that sort. He's not the fastest guy on the pitch, but he looks technically gifted. He looks a lot quicker than he actually is because he's giving 110% every time he steps onto a blade of grass. Every single time. And that is, like like you say, it's someone that you need to have around. It's it's what Jordan Henderson is in the midfield. Again, he's not as technically gifted as Thiago, but he, he's going to be the first name on the, on the, on the, on the team sheet every game because... He's going to give 110%. He's going to bust the guy every time you need him. He's going to be winning the tackles you need him to, winning the headers, playing the right balls. And that's, to be honest, I mean, we're talking, obviously, with, with someone coming up about the window and, and where we need to spend. And for me, Nat Phillips potentially saves us some money this summer because he is yeah. of, of that quality where even if he's the second, third or fourth string, 
uh, centre back. He is uh, he's of enough quality now where you you wouldn't be worried about him stepping into a side, especially alongside Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah, I think a Virgil Van Dijk makes enough Phillips look like a fucking. Nesta or Costa Caster, honestly. I think he would be... Oh, but Bolton Berezi. Or Bolton Berezi, yeah. But um, I think he would just be... Like, I'm just I'm just looking at the table now, obviously looking ahead to what, what we've got coming forward and stuff. We're, only, we're 10 points behind United, which doesn't seem that much, really, considering how highly they've been rated this year and how shit we've been. We've got a game in hand. How yeah, Carl, spot on. How United second flattered all season. I like must stay. Yeah, he must stay. He must. But, um, <laughs> Go on, carry on, mate. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, we've got just. I'm just looking at what we've got coming up. So we've got West Brom away on um, Sunday. If we win that, we go one point behind Chelsea with two yeah. games left. And I know me and Tim spoke about um, this game was a must win, but. I even thought, like, if we drew this one, we might have an outside chance for the last game of the season because Chelsea lost their game against Arsenal. But we are right back amongst it now. If if we can, I mean, <laughs> come up against Allardyce, a, a relegated West Brom team, they're going to be. Um, have you swallowed you, your mic, mate? Why can you hear me? Okay, or that's better. <laughs> <laughs> I just seen you going and I was like I don't know what's going on here but yeah coming up, coming up against Allardyce and a fucking relegated side he's probably going to be they're going to be up for it anyway regardless aren't they in terms of trying to like United West they're trying to like just stop us trying to get into the, the top four because they knew they know that next season top four plus like Van Dyke coming back and Liverpool having like fans in the stadium we're going to be a fucking force to be reckoned with aren't we I reckon so mate I think just touching on the top four stuff now, mate, and the way you look at it, the 18th of May is going to be the big one for us because it's Chelsea and and Leicester, providing we carry on doing what we're doing because I'm in such a better mood now than I was, you know, last week or 11 days ago because I really expected us to drop points tonight. I really did. And I thought that would have been it. It'd have been gone and I'd have been gone. Right, it's gone now. It's done. Now I'm back in the mood of this is fucking back in our hands now and we can certainly fucking do this because that was our, that was one of our toughest games. Um, that we had left and we've managed to overcome that if we're ever going to win at Old Trafford this was the time to do it apart from 18-19 when we drew 0-0 and we could have fucking won the league anyway but it's the Leicester game now with uh, with Chelsea that's so important um, and it's massive because that that could also determine what we do but the great thing is, is it's in our hands and even if we do have a little bit of a hiccup that's a big a big game for us as well but um, yeah, it's nice and exciting because it gives us something to look forward to the last three games of the season, doesn't it, Tim? I'd say so. Yeah, it's um, we've basically got well four cup finals left, really, isn't it? At this point, it's um, you know, it's it's we can't afford to drop points, put it that way. And yeah, Leicester play Chelsea, and you know, at, at the other days as Liverpool fans, we probably want Leicester to win that game because you know, I think if we if we win this weekend, we'll be one point behind Chelsea with all things, you know all things being equal. So, and I fancy our chances. I think Leicester will, will need one, one to win and need to win. And I think Chelsea have more distractions going on than Leicester do. Obviously they play each other in a, in a cup final. And then obviously Chelsea have uh, city coming up as well. Um, so it's certainly going to be interesting. It's, it's definitely made this, uh, <laughs> it's certainly made the, certainly made the inter- end of the season interesting. And, it's it's just been one of those seasons that's been so poor, and yet here we are, 
you know, with with what is it, three games left to play now, and we're still on the edge of our seats, thinking we could actually look back at the season and think, well, actually, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it, actually, it actually wasn't. <laughs> we're playing, playing in the Champions League next year, so you know, it's it's it's, it's been my, a crazy it's, season. It has, mate. And do you know what, uh, Mick? Tim's just said something really interesting there in terms of we could look back and be like, oh, thank fuck for that. It's done now. We, you know, we accepted we weren't going to be champions a long time ago. We accepted that, you know, we've, we're going to go this season empty-handed. So it's it's really interesting because it's like what Neil said last night, didn't it, about if um, you're dropping out of the Champions League, the effect it will have on, on Liverpool in terms of what kind of business they might do, what players might come in, what type of players might come in. You know, I did agree with Neil in terms of what he meant by that as well. But I also think that, there's still players out there now, especially in this area and in the area that they've grown up in, in terms of how it's drilled into the top players, how important it is to play Champions League football year in, year out. I still think that could have a big bearing on what type of business Liverpool do. I know they've always done smart business and they've never bought the the top, top tier of of players. Yeah. And this is what I mean by the likes of Mbappe and Haaland. I, I, I never thought they were coming regardless of whether we won the league or the Champions League. We got, anyway, I just don't think it happens. Um, I could be wrong uh, at the end of the day. Um, but th- your opinion on that now, if it's, are you on that fence? Do you see where I'm coming from? Obviously, we know where Neil comes from as well with that sort of stuff, but it's always an awkward one, isn't it? You you want to always think positively, don't you think? If we get Europa League, oh, it's not going to matter. If we get Champions League, oh, it does matter. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 a mad one because it's you see a load of shit on Twitter, don't you? Going, oh, we've saved all the money for a generational talent like an Mbappe or a Haaland and you're like, well, that would be great if it happened, but it's not really the Liverpool way, is it? Like like Neil yeah. said perfectly, like we get Fabinho from a Monaco, we get a Mo Salah from Roma, we get an Alisson from Roma, we get players that it's going to be a step up for them to come and join the club, like a Hotter from Wolves, come and take the step up and also score a shitload of goals and we'll give you those yeah. opportunities to score those goals as well. So, uh, yeah, it's like yeah. I, I don't think it's going to change that. If if we do sign an Mbappe or Haaland, I'll be fucking made up. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like the scouting system we've got at the moment is built on signing some uh, players from yeah a lower level, N- like a, not not a lower level, but a lower team maybe that you've got a high ceiling. You can come in and and kind of. I've got that hunger to kind of prove themselves. I think if you sign an Mbappe or a Haaland. You're gonna get quality, obviously, but you might not get the same hunger that you'll get from like a a, a team like I don't know if you get someone from the Fr- French league or something like that who's gonna be like a, a lower French French team who's gonna come in and, and do a job, and you kind of think that they might be a bit more pressure on them to prove themselves rather than Mbappe or Haaland. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a difficult one, but if if we do get obviously we get if we get Champions League, then it's all better off really because. With FSG this this season, like the whole fucking Super League shit and whatever else, it's they're going to have to put their hands in the pocket, I believe, to kind of try and get some semblance of supporters back on side. So whatever way they do that, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. I was just going to come on to that uh, with you, Tim. Um, There has been obviously a massive thing this year with 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 the Super League, Um, and then obviously with there's always been talk about FSG don't put their hands in the pockets and this that the other. Regardless of whether you are, yes, they do spend money and they spend it smartly, or they don't spend money, they fucking will, won't they? They're going to have to go, I'm going to have to fucking 
we have to do something. And I think that's really exciting, isn't it? Because like Chris Kelly's just put in the, you know, a, a Rafina from Leeds. We've seen this the type of season he's had. If we pulled someone like him in, fantastic, as well as, you know, strengthening somewhere else. And I'll just to add the second part of my question to you, Tim, in terms of uh, getting that Champions League um, place for next season, it gives us the chance to go back into the Champions League, you know, into the knockout stages again, hopefully, um, with a fit squad. Touch wood. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the thing. I think that football has so be, been so enamoured with, with Messi and Ronaldo over the last 15 years that people are so obsessed with with buying the, the, the next big talent that people forget that it's there are 11 guys on a pitch. I think that when you look at the best three teams over the past five years, I think you probably fairly comfortably you can say it's been Liverpool City and Bayern Munich in terms of they none of them have a generational talent. None of them have Mbappe or Haaland or Messi or Ronaldo. And I think that what we're seeing now is teams shifting towards that method of of building a squad where you have, instead of one guy surrounded by some pretty decent guys, you have a very, very, very talented squad position through position. So I think that we're seeing football, football kind of, transition past that Messi and Ronaldo phase and yes Mbappe and Haaland are great but they're not Messi and Ronaldo they're mm. not going to be they can't control and take over games the way they could and I think that what we're seeing is now clubs and and you know organizations kind of taking the approach where they're focusing more on building a team rather than just focusing on bringing in one one talent and sacrificing one or two positions based on the money they're spending for that. The second yeah. thing re regarding the FSG stuff this summer, I thought Klopp said something really, really quite interesting in his presser. Um, when, when was it? Friday? So Friday. Um, when, when, when was his presser? Uh, yesterday, mate. Yesterday? Yesterday. He's, he was asked about Man City and winning the Champions League and he congratulated them and he said, oh, I've been texting Pep and Ilke and they said, it's, he said, it's great because when you have the football intelligence and the financial backing, you can win. And yeah. I thought, is that, that's one, a shot at City and two, that's a shot at the owners to make sure that they get to spend this summer. Those, yeah. That's the first thing that came to my mind that Klopp is saying, right, I need some backing this summer because we can get back to where we were at. But if you don't back me, we're going to have problems because look at what they're doing. If you yeah. see what I'm saying? So, yeah. I'm expecting FSG to make a splash again. I would, as as great as it would be, to bring on a, an Mbappe and a Haaland. But I'm sticking with the stance I've taken for the last couple of months. I'd rather back up the bench. I'd rather bring in another quality player in in a position we need rather than splashing out 150 million. Break it down into three, get three quality players in, and become a, a squad that's to be reckoned with. Where even if we do have two or three injuries during the season, we still don't see a drop off in the quality of pay, quality of play. Fair play, mate. Uh, Mick, uh, Steve Williams has just put a comment in saying they couldn't, could they? Not ready for more heartache this season. Let's do the last few minutes of this episode now on what happens now over the next next three games. In terms of what that result does, uh, that is a win at Old Trafford. That is Klopp's first win at Old Trafford. That is a massive statement there to the rest of the league. It's back in our hands now. Thank fuck. Is this like a little catalyst now to like say, yeah, three fucking cup finals now, let's go? If if it's not, then I don't know what's going on. To be honest, that was the that like you said, Jay, that was the most difficult game we've got. We've got Westborough on Sunday, then we've got Burnley next Wednesday, and then Palace with a fucking ten k boost on the twenty third at home. So 
you'd like to think the Palace game's sewn up because we'll have fans back in there, but the other two that scare me. But tonight was the most difficult, and it's it's just frustrating that you can't really say what Liverpool's going to do next. Like we won tonight, yeah. we, we we won well, but going away to those two sides, we were just going to turn up and go, yeah, fuck this, ten behind the ball, fuck it, got got nothing else to do, might as well do it because we're going to get battered otherwise. It's just whether, um, yeah, we obviously if we go with the four up up top maybe and just throw Hotter and Firmino in the same team, which I expect we we will do, then Hotter yeah. got a good goal tonight. Really underrated goal, like you said, Jay Boss little flick from that Phillips um, assist. If we can, even if we can get one of them, just a scruffy little bastard, scruffy goal, get one of them, and then we'll we'll be all right in those games. But we need to. Put pay to the chances. We just need. To, we're going to create a shitload of the chances. We know that, but we just need to score them. And I think, um, what motivation then to win tonight? Like they'll be fucking that dressing will be absolutely buzzing tonight. They'll be absolutely loving yeah. life after after winning their first time for seven years. It's fucking. have been a long time in the league to to win at Old Trafford. It's been too long, especially after last year when we battered everyone and we still didn't win there. We still drew. Still could only yeah. get a point when we were fucking battering everyone. So. Tonight we did it. No one expected it. I didn't. You boys never. We expected a draw. We expected maybe <laughs> a, a loss, to be honest, at worst. But we've did it. So we just if we if we fuck it up now, it's 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 going to be really really disappointing. Like Burnley and fucking West Brom. Like we just need to go there and just yeah, just throw everything at them because they're going to go ten men behind the ball. Like I said, so we just throw everything at yeah. them. If we do it, we do it. If not, then we fucking just go, yeah, fuck it. We'll we'll take Europa League and we'll get Harvey Elliott back and we'll just throw the um the the kids into those games. So either or for me, I'm just I'm just looking at it as a positive now. Like if we get it, then yeah, sound boss, the best news ever. If if we don't, then there's more games and we can we can um give the younger fellas a a game in the earlier games anyway and just kind of go from yeah. there. So yeah. No, you're right, mate. Um, a couple of the comments that is coming in right now. Um, Chris Kelly's asking how long Kabak's out for. I'm not sure, mate. I'm sure we'll find out over the next few days. Uh, could yeah, definitely do with him against Burnley. Definitely, mate. Uh, Lee's back in, are you, mate? Uh, I love loving the crew, Jake. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, everyone knows my thoughts on the crew. And, yeah, I really hope that fucking kit is real. Uh, can, in can fact... We t- well, can we just talk about why he's changed his name? Do you, know, do, do you, do you boys know why he's changed his name from Gamer, Gamer Born to Moving Unit? No, go on, share it with us. Because I done a little podcast with Kiefer the other day, uh, Kiefer, sorry, and I called him Gamer Porn on a live stream <laughs> rather than Gamer Born. So just get, that, just get that out in the get, open. Just get that in there. Uh, but also as well important, because there's another reason why I'm going to go because I want to see this. Uh, Coles just said that Klopp went to high five Manny uh, and he shrugged it off and Thomas just said the exact same thing as well. So that, that could be quite what? interesting. Let's not speculate on it. Let's just go fucking, let's just go and watch it. Um, Dan, I'm going to finish with Dan's comment, to be fair. I'm going to say, uh, up the Reds, massive result from 1892. How's it going, boys? Uh, but Dan, we're going to finish with, uh, ha, 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 we fucking beat them corrupt cunts. Absolutely. You can shove your fucking protest up your ass. You can shove singing sign on, sign on. It's got fuck all to do with us, your little protest. But guess what? We fucking dicked you in your own backyard. Because that's what it look like. Regardless of the fucking tension, in the record book, we dicked you again in, the, in your own fucking backyard. Um, but yeah, and uh, moving news just said it will make millions of game upon. I've bought the domain. Absolutely. Well done. Uh, that was us for this episode. Really great to finish on a positive. It makes it more motivation for us to do more fucking episodes as well this season. 
when we've got something to fucking play for. So, um, our thanks to Mick, to Tim, uh, and yeah, and thanks to everybody who's joined in the comments. It's been great numbers tonight, some really good comments. Uh, love seeing our regulars in there again. Um, going to do a giveaway for our Champions magazine on the next episode, so make sure you tune into that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Up the Reds, fucking hell. Another fucking game, boys. Come on. Come on. Podcast Network.